You're listening to the Autism Weekly Podcast. Each week, we share community voices and bring light to stories that increase awareness, acceptance, equity, access, and inclusion. If you haven't already, subscribe to join the Autism Weekly family. I'm your host, Jeff Skibitsky. This week, we welcome Dr. Anila Khan, founder of the Global Alliance for Persons with Different Additional and Special Needs, or GAPDAS for short to the podcast to talk with us about teaching financial independence and literacy for those on the spectrum. She's a clinical psychologist, psychotherapist, speech and language therapist based out of Pakistan that has been working with the autistic population since 2011. Thank you for joining us from so far away, Dr. Khan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice uh, to talking to you and it's nice uh, having a global population and uh, I'm happy to have you all, and I'm happy here to talk about autism because, like we were talking before, that I also have autism, and um, I just recently, uh, you know, I get to know this idea, and uh, I hope that we are going to have a great discussion today, and the topic we are going to talk about today is very important. I, and you know what? I think that interestingly enough is that this goes across cultures, it goes across countries, is that this same question, this same concern exists no matter where you are. And before we get into that topic, what I'd love to learn is every place is so unique. It, uh, it, autism is a, a, a very kind of interesting diagnostic condition in that it presents differently for everybody, but culturally yeah. there must be some differences. So maybe you can tell us what it's like to identify autistic in Pakistan, and then what brought you to really engage yourself mm-hmm. on this work? Okay, so, uh, you know, uh, it's more like the work finds you. It's not like I find the work, the work find me. So, like, I was not diagnosed. I just recently found it out maybe one or two years ago. Let me tell you a few things about the uh, culture differences. There are a lot of culture differences. It's a global thing that everybody knows that a lot of boys are autism. Those who are identified or, you know, those who have been diagnosed, most of the time they are male. But I think female have autism too. And the reason is that they're not diagnosed because of the cultural issue. And over here in our country, if a girl is not talking, it means she's a very good girl. She's very obedient girl. She's very obedient daughter. If she don't have any kind of, you know, social linkage with other people, she don't have friends, and she is all the time into her work, you know, the, the self-indulgent thing, like all the time getting involved, your own thing, doing your own chores, maybe cooking something, maybe, you know, making a bed or cleaning all the time, arranging things, you know, what I mean to say. This is the indicator of a good girl, and that is girl is going to be, have a good daughter-in-law, means when she gets married. So those, you know, those symptoms which we talk about are, are fed by the society as well. So these are called some good traits in the woman. And they don't get this idea that a lot of female are going to have a lot of problems after marriage. And they don't know how to communicate. For example, they are uh, they are very blunt. They don't see it as a problem that because in our culture, if it is a boy, then boy is going to earn for the family. Like they would just stay in the class and they don't even consider it anything. It's shy. Yes, she's a shy girl. She's a very good girl. Shine is not going to teach you to fight for your right. It's not going to teach you when somebody's going to bully you. A problematic thing. And we need to think about these things, actually. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, what you're describing, I don't think is so different 
from what you see in a, in, in a lot of cultures where the outward behavior is the one that we'll treat and we don't focus on that inward piece, the, yeah. what's happening on the inside. And it's groups like the GAPDAS, the GAPDAS that, yeah. that's out there giving a voice to the community, allowing yeah. people to be able to discuss these things that become so important. Um, is that you, you went through yeah. the process of talking about a child who initially just didn't have a way to participate and would lay on the floor and wouldn't be contributing, which the, the very first thing I think of is everybody's got a role. Everybody's got a way to be able to contribute to the society around them. And let's figure out what makes that child happy. Let's figure out what they can do and build skills around it. Because if you don't, and you don't teach those daily living skills. You don't teach them how to eat appropriately. You don't teach them how to be able to take care of basic human needs is that you're gonna run into medical conditions. You're gonna run into having to pay for additional support staff. And you're gonna end up with somebody who's not as fulfilled because they haven't figured out a way to contribute to the world around them. Yeah. So when we talk about the financial questions and how we go about teaching a family and teaching a child how to start thinking through financial literacy and understanding how to be able to take their skills and contribute, what are the steps that you look at? What's important in that process? Finance is a very important thing because every time a child go to the mall and the child starts screaming, what is the function of this shop? Like for example, um, I have this, you know, um, I have this cup. This is a coffee cup. So what is the function of this cup? I'm going to drink something in that. It could be coffee or it could be water. So it's a function of that. So so a lot of time parents are uh, kept complaining that whenever we go to mall, whenever we go to the shopping and when we are going to the do important grocery, the place where you are, maybe in America, Europe, anywhere. So children problem are more or less same because human functions are same. No matter cultures are no matter societies are because you know, we drive from the same and we got even we share the same DNA also. So these are there's a lot of in common in between us and people even don't have to time to think about these things. Like they think okay, oh, we belong to these people. The problem the problems are not different. And the moment I start talking with a different therapist, they get this idea that everywhere the problems are same. Even the teaching methodologies are uh, you know it could be you no know, you have to uh, modify it according to your needs. It's always something a child want to buy in the in the storeroom. So why don't you ask your child, give money to your child and ask him to from the counter, pay the money for his favorite thing and take the change. So that is important. That's how you're going to, you know, make a social scenario for your child. So when we are uh, doing therapy, then you, we do a social kind of situation as well. It's, it's kind of social story. You can teach through your social story. You can have a store at your home and ask them, OK, let's go for shopping today. What do you want today? Do you want do we want candy? Yes, candy costs five dollars. So you will get give ten dollars to your child, and the moment he give you ten dollars, mm -hmm. you will give him five dollars back, and you will ask him to count the money. So that's how you are going to teach the child the real thing. So I think this is a very important thing. When the child is going to do this thing in your home, then you have to take your child to the real life situation. What is a difficult thing than teaching a child independence? Okay, I will ask you a question. What could be difficult than that? I think that, I mean, the way that you went about teaching the entire process where you did a strengths analysis, you figured out what is it that this child is capable of doing right now, 
And then you moved yeah. it into making them engaged. You motivated them. You you chose things that they cared about. You made yeah. it valuable in the real world. So yeah. now it has purpose. It has it has the whole the whole process itself now has a meaning for that child in everyday life, which I think is the best way to teach. And you might do it through play, but it's so good that you're engaging the family in the process. You're yeah. engaging and I always engage the family. You know, without mother, you could not do anything. Yeah. I mean, you don't see the face of the mother that she's crying. Yeah, no, and, and those are the things when when you see that in the community and say you're teaching something like this and trying to bring the child out into the community to be able to purchase items and to learn how the value of money and, and to eventually learn budgets and everything. But that's way down the line. Yeah. But if you don't have the community involved, if you don't have them understanding that this child is working really hard on something right now, the family's working really hard. We can't judge them through this process. Yeah. We have to be patient and understanding is that, yeah, you could break down a family. You could really cause somebody to say, you know what, I give up. I'm not going to try this anymore. Whereas a community, we need to be more engaging and accepting through that process. Yeah, I would like to uh, add one thing more also over here. It's not just about that thing. You have to teach your child a skill also. I would like to talk about that also because this is very important. When your child is going, is adult now, from where the money is coming? Okay, he knows the handling. What he's going to do now? He don't have a job. He don't have education. So we have to talk about this point also. And I'm sure you would agree to that point that every child have abilities. I mean, every child could be good in something. It could be colors. It could be mending. You know, it could be creating something. Not just teaching your child financial independence. You have to make him a person who can earn for himself. Yeah. This is important because, you know, over here, the point is that parents have cousins and I've seen a lot of parents, a lot of children, mothers who have uh, adult children with autism or ASD or even intellectual disability. Let's say Down syndrome also. So they say that what would happen to them when you're gone? I mean, like in your state, you have a lot of, you could say, um, uh, social security thing. In our, in our country, we don't have these things. Mm -hmm. These systems are running on, you know, we have to do something over here also. That how we are going to make our child independent. Once they learn, maybe they take some time. But once they learn something, then uh, I don't see that they can, you know, unlearn many things. So I could stay over there with them and with practice, you know, people make perfect. So I think we have yeah. to look into that aspect also. And I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that, and I'm glad that you stated that it's so important for everybody to be able to find ways that they can give back, ways that they can be a part of their own financial independence, and that it takes yeah. time because if you are able to do something and do it well, and you're able to contribute, whether that is uh, cooking a meal, whether that is doing art, whether that is working at a store is that you feel proud about being able to be independent, being able to take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and being able to take the responsibility also. That is a part actually. So where do you where do you share these resources? How do families find this information that, that you're able to articulate? And how can they access it to be able to understand how to get involved, how to start giving their child that path forward, how to really understand how to be able to create financial stability for their child? The thing is that, you know, when we talk about children, then every child is different, so the plan is always different. So, for example, I uh, 
share you the plan maybe which which i think about or which i want to execute for two or three children but for every children circumstances are different so i think uh, we have to think about that because that's not a random thing it's a very serious thing it's a very serious business to talk about so i think they have to maybe reach out you could say or something like that or uh, uh, i think in our discussion we talk a lot about simple things what we can do about that how we can do about that or how you can find out that thing because uh, i have seen a lot of mother who are good advocates for their child and who are doing very well but they just need a little bit guidance so they can find me out and uh, i think when you will show, share your um, this episode and you would you would share that also so i am always there for that you, they can find me on the internet because i think before our session you were also looking towards my few things which little effort i am trying to bring the change in the society so they can find out and uh, i can guide them in any way i can and i'm happy to help like for example i have a support group and uh, that is on every sunday and yeah. that is a regular basis and that is at 11:30 pm i think it's eastern time est 11:30 pm if they don't find them they can come to my page and they would uh, see that uh, and they can come they can come over there they can discuss up, discuss about that thing and we have a lot of mothers over there they share their own experiences and support group is the best place to get that kind of support i'm talking about moral support like there are few technical things which you can talk to you know the professional but uh, for uh, getting some kind of moral support that you need for that for working with your children so they can come to that also and um, i'm always there for them and they can reach me out at any time and um, i'm giving you know I, even i have a lot of videos i'm doing a lot of you know trainings over there i whenever i do any session for example if we both are discussing then i would record that thing and i place that put that recording on the on the on the page also so they can see that recording and they can get some insight of things also so i think that's how we can bring change in the society that's how we can sensitize their society and that's how, i think that's how we can play our part in that thing well i mean it, it's such a wonderful resource and and the fact that you've put so much time into this it's uh it, it empowers so many different people but what I, I heard from this whole conversation is that we live thousands of miles apart yet we're all talking about similar things and there's no reason as a global community and one that's looking to be able to help and empower that we can't learn from each other to be able to create these pathways for people and whether that's creating something like Gaptus, where you have the the support group you have the the venue to be able to talk through these issues or whether that's community resources or whether that is clinical supports is that everybody has a pathway to access whatever needs they have with the goal of creating more opportunity and, and more happiness in the lives of families and children. And I appreciate you coming on, Dr. Khan, to talk through all of this, because I think that it's going to be really important for a lot of families to understand how to be able to create that path forward and create some financial stability and independence for their children. And hopefully they access those resources. Thank you so much for having me. And that was nice. And uh, like you said that, it's a global phenomenon. Mental health is a global phenomenon. I would call it mental health. And if you cannot do anything, at least just stay quietly with these parents or stop passing judgment about these parents that they are not able to, you know, they are not good parents. There's something that they're following their parenting. You're not in their shoes. You don't know how they're doing. And start thinking about inclusion. Start thinking about, please call them to your home. Please call them to your birthday parties. Ask them to come to your reception. Uh, ask them to come to your lunch. Act as a community so everybody get benefit from that. 
Well, thank you. I thank you for saying that. And, and and I think what you said, I mean, it was very eloquent. And it's it's with that same premise of we can all learn from each other. And just because you have a diagnosis or something does not devalue the fact that you can teach other people so much more about life. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Autism Weekly. We hope you tune back in next week to learn more about autism in the real world. Autism Weekly is now found on all the major listening apps, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Subscribe to be notified when we post a new podcast. Autism Weekly is produced by ABS Kids. ABS Kids is proud to provide diagnostic assessments and ABA therapy to children with developmental delays like autism spectrum disorder. You can learn more about ABS Kids and the Autism Weekly Podcast by visiting abskids.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you again next week.